The Democrat controlled Senate failed to codify Roe v. Wade with a 49 to 51 vote. Supreme Court stays the course with their final vote on Roe v. Wade. A Chinese American congressional candidate, Lily Tang Williams, jumped into the political arena to steer the country away from the disaster. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wei and Kathy's show. I'm your host, Wei Fang. I'm Kathy Zhang. And you wonder, where is this guy? Where's Wei? <laughs> Sorry, I've been absent from the program for more than one week. Okay, I, I've been on a business trip and doing, you, know, you have to trust me, meaningful work. Okay, and then now I'm, I'm just coming back and then catching up with the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, along, along the journey, I, I did run into our viewers. And yeah, one of the viewers, so what did they say? Yeah, love, love our show. I was really surprised because in that, in that kind of a, you know, um, occasion, I didn't expect... And not a big city, right? No, 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 it's very, no, not at all. It's a small town, a small town in upstate uh, New York. So that really surprised me, pleasantly, of course. And, um, okay, so today actually, Kathy has a special feature story for you. So let's, let's do a little, you know, preview here. What okay. is it about? Yeah, so I think... You, you know, you're gonna, you guys are gonna love this interview. It's a really, really powerful interview, very interesting story. This lady, Lily Tong Williams, she came, actually, you know, so interesting. It's, I didn't plan for it, okay? I really have to make this disclaimer. Today is Lily Tong Williams' uh, 34th anniversary arriving in the United States. Mm. It's almost like her birthday. Okay, right? Re- rebirth, the date rebirth. of rebirth. Yeah. Yes. So let's, yeah, because I, when I was uh, doing, you know, trying to go through the interview, doing some editing, and uh, I tried to look for her, like, photos on her Facebook, and I ran into her post, saying that today is her anniversary. Oh. So how, you know, I think it's just meant to be, right? So that's the photo that she just came to the, came to the country, is that right? Yep, at wow. the airport. Yeah, and looks she arrived. Fun. <laughs> Looks very familiar, just like a Kathy in a way. Okay, we came here as a you know graduate student or something like that, and we and Kathy somehow turn turn ourselves into you know journalists mm-hmm. and the news people, right? Yeah, and the Lily, and the Lily Tang. Yeah, she's the, a congressional not, candidate. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, so she's we, you know running for a congressional office in New Hampshire actually, and with you know it's a such an interesting story. She. 34 years ago, she arrived at the airport of Texas with only 100 bucks in her pocket. $100. Dollars. Okay. Yeah. yeah, $100. And also having a $1,200 debt. $1,200 debt. $1, debt. Yes, $1,200 yeah. okay. debt. So net worth is negative. So, but you know, how did she... And, and one thing also I wanted to uh, let you guys know is that she actually was born and raised during Cultural Revolution. So why she came out to run for office is a very telling story. So I really would you like, you know, you, like you guys to stay with the show and to just um, listen to her story. I think you're going to be very inspired. All right, so before we come to that feature story, we'll first have a couple of, uh, you know, top news of the country that we want to present it to you. Mm-hmm. Okay, first, of course, the, um, the ruling, the Supreme Court's uh, leaked ruling on the Mississippi case, okay, has been around for uh, a couple of weeks. And the most recent news is uh, since Sunday, okay, uh, protest, the liberal, the liberal uh, protesters 
surround the residence of uh, six uh, geo uh, Republican, uh, you know, appointed uh, justice, and then for a couple of days now, and then even though that kind of uh, protest actually violate the, the the federal law, because you cannot do that kind of things to influence influence the ruling of a of a judge, let alone a justice. Anyway, that has been happening, and the Justice Department is not doing anything. And the second, as you know, the uh, one day later, the Wisconsin Family Protection okay, Organization was attacked with the arson. Okay? And then yesterday, three Catholic churches in Texas was vandalized. Okay, and this Saturday, look, look, look forward to another wave of pro-abortion rights protest across the country. And this is expected to last for quite a few times. Uh, quite some times, possibly, you know, possibly towards the midterm election. So among all these uh, turmoils, okay, and then today came to, to the um, Senate votes on this uh, law, which is called uh, Women's Health Protection Act. And what is it, okay? Well, it is an act raised by Judy Chu, who, you know, who is the Chinese-American con con congresswoman from the Southern California, all right? So the Women Health Protection Law Act is meant to codify the ruling of the Roe v. Wade, all right, so that they don't depend on Supreme Court to ban the, uh, to ban the anti-abortion across the country. Okay, and the, the content of that is mainly preventing government, governments, state governments from regulating abortions before the, um, the fatal viability, all right, which is 23 to 24 weeks of the um, pregnancy. And then also it prevents from restricting access to abortion services. One scary thing is, uh, is, is this, okay, the, any violation, any violation of those, the, you know, the, the items in the act would be investigated and uh, prosecuted by the Department, Department of Justice, by the DOJ. So pretty strong, pretty strong law, okay? And then this law has been, uh, how to say, tried and again for six times since 2013. All right, as early as uh, you know, just you know, nine years ago, and then this was tried by Judy Chu, and uh, just as recent as the last September, September twenty fourth of last year, the act passed the House of Representatives. Okay, but it was defeated in the Senate in the February of this year. So today is the second attempt. All right, okay. So, so what's the vote? What's the result of the vote? Forty nine. 49 by 51. So what's the runway votes from the Democrat? As you can guess, is uh, Joe Manchin, uh, the senators from the West of Virginia. All right, and uh, so what is the word? He said is it went too far. He said that although he support uh, to codify the ruling of the Roe v. Wade as is, because he said that 70% of the American people want this. This is a law of the land already for nearly 50 years. but. This, uh, this act, okay, this Women Health Protection Act went too far, oh, okay. He said this is expansion. This is not a Roe v. Wade codification. It is an expansion, and he doesn't like that. He said this would, if passed, wipe, um, wipe out 50, 500 state laws off the books, okay, and it ex expands abortion. All right, and he said, mentioned said, we should not be dividing this country further than we are already divided. 
All right. So this brings us, you know, our attention to this uh, gentleman, this senator, you know, Joe Manchin. As you know, as you know that he is from the West Virginia, and he became the senator of the West Virginia since 2010. And uh, for the six years before that, he was the governor of West Virginia. And uh, mind you, he's the only, he's the only Democrat elected officials at a state level and above. Okay, so for, for the, all the congressional representatives from West Virginia and for all the state-level elected officials, everybody's Republican. He's the only Democrat, all right? So how could he survive and uh, get elected and become the, now the senior senator? He said he's a central, centrist, moderate, and a conservative um, Democrat. Okay, his grandfather ran a, back then. Ran, he, he's a, I think the heritage is uh, Italian. Okay, mm -hmm. Italian American. His grandfather ran a grocery store, and his father ran a carpet store and a furniture store. So small businessman. Both of them actually served as the Farmington, uh, West Virginia, the mayor of the Farmington, West Virginia. And then he went to just all just West Virginia schools, okay, um, how to say, elementary school and high school and college and so on and so forth. And he got his MBA and then entered his family business and later became a broker, broker for a coal mine in, in, in the field of coal mine. And uh, then in 2001, he ran for public office, got elected as the Secretary of the State and served that for four years. And then he ran for governor, got elected. So served six years uh, as the governor. So apparently this Democrat was well known to the you know, citizens and folks in West Virginia. That's why they approve of him. And then um, he's the only Democrat in, that, uh, in, the, in all red uh, West Virginia. All right? So as a matter of fact, as a centralist, as a conservative Democrat, he opposed the energy policies of President uh, Barack Obama. He also voted to remove the federal funding for the Planned Parenthood in 2015, and he supported President uh, Trump's border war and immigration policies, and votes, voted to confirm most of his uh, cabinet and uh, judicial appointees, including Associate Justice uh, um, Barrett Kavanaugh. And Manchin also opposes many progressive priorities, such as the Medicare for All, the Green New Deal, and the abol abolishing the filibuster, expanding the Supreme Court, and the defending the police. All right, that's what he did. As a matter of fact, okay, Manchin, Manchin has been the most influential person in the 117th Congress. And uh, you, may, you may realize that, you may not, okay, because we got a 50-50 uh, split in, in the Senate. And then remember, you, you add the, the, the vice president's uh, vote, that is 51 to 50. So in theory, in theory, okay, the Democrat can pass any law because they got the House, they got the Senate, they got the White House, right? Of course, then in the Senate, you know, for most bills except the budget related, you need a 60, 60 majority, 60 vote, 60 vote majority to pass any law because of the filibuster. Right? You have to have 60 votes to overcome the filibuster. However, it takes only 51 votes to do away with the filibuster itself, which would completely change the way that how Senate works. And then, in theory, in theory, the Democrat could do away with the filibuster because they got 51 votes if everybody go the party way. And then from then on, they can pack the court, they can pass the Build Back Better, you know, just a $2.7 trillion 
bill, and then they can pass this. Uh, I I forgot this federal federal you know just voting voter law, which would completely change the landscape of the voting how election is done in this country, and then none of them pass because of Joe Manchin. Okay, he become the sole vote that's bucking the trend of the Democrat Democratic Party, and then as as a matter of fact, for the political insiders. Okay, for the conservatives, especially in the last two years, has been two years that's very, very dangerous. Because、mm-hmm. you know,、Why? if 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 Joe mentioned really just sided with the party, Democratic Party, and did away with the filibuster, then the entire landscape will change, will、mm-hmm. will tilt. Yeah, right. Which did not happen because this guy is is bucking the trend there. Yeah, he's like the roadblock. Right, and then of course the liberals really, really hate him. Okay, they they send gazillion how to say, you know, very attacking tweets today, and he doesn't seems to move. So in certain sense, just just think about that Democratic Party, right? We、mm-hmm. we we what do we got in the very beginning is uh, is uh, Thomas Jefferson, right? Then we got.、Uh, How to say the Andrew Jackson, President Andrew Jackson. Then we got a Kennedy. We we do have those moderate Democrat Party who was part of the you know the pillar of our country along with the Republican Party. So now the Democrat has changed a lot. Democrat Party has been changed a lot, but people say fortunately we still got got people like Joe Manchin, who kind of、um, still seeing things and、uh, the way they should be, and they do not just you know making choice、um, along with the, those liberals. Or the the ultra leftist. So okay, that's why we got here.、Uh, one two year pass. We we the country did not change significantly, and then you know I mean sliding to the to the far left. So we're still kind of holding up things here. All right. So this is first、uh, the background of this、uh, today's Senate vote, and the second one actually this is from the Washington Post. All right, is the Washington Post said three conservative sources said since the leaking of the. Draft of a ruling on the Mississippi case of the, by the Supreme Court. Five conservative judges have not changed their mind. Okay, they're going to keep their vote, and、uh, the the Chief Justice Roberts has been trying to persuade them to change their mind. Really? Right. Yeah. Just just do it incremental incremental way. Okay. Don't just、uh, overturn Roe Roe v. Wade.、Mm. They don't. They don't seem to. According to Washington Post, they don't seem to have been, you know, persuaded. And、uh, it's、uh, reported that actually tomorrow, the twelfth, the justice will ha- be having a closed door meeting、mm-hmm. to discuss. Yeah. Yeah. So you know,、uh, I have to, I have to share this observation, which is is ridiculous. You know, I'm a journalist here. Okay. Presumably, I'm not the best journalist in this country. There's enough, you know, first class professional, decades trained、um, journalists in this country. However, however, well, the mainstream media now teach American to learn that.、Uh, Um, Supreme Court's decision, upcoming decision, is you know just put their nose into the lives of、uh, you know women of this country, you know, and、uh, make a decision for them. No, that's not a Mississippi case、uh, ruling. That's not a Roe v. Wade ruling. What is it's su- not the、uh, leaked draft ruling says, right? Yeah, and、uh, the 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 issue on the table is the Supreme Court. This Supreme Court may. Rule that they will stay、uh, stay out of the issue of、uh, whether abortion is legal or not. They want to leave this to the state. Texas can you know just establish laws to ban abortion, and state of Washington will pass laws to allow abortion. Well, California is has you know been just、uh, establishing the legislations to 
subsidies. Yeah, it's it's their right. This is this is exactly what the founding father want. Each state make their own decision. This does not belong to the federal government. Does not belong to the Supreme Court. And now Supreme Court is at the verge of making a decision of. Just serving their constitutional duty by staying out of the matter and passing the ruling right of this matter back to each state. This is not about their nosing to the the affairs of women of this country, which is completely misleading. And this is the you know great job, you know the the result of the great job of the mainstream media is which is a shame. You know, just we as journalists, we study, we research, we understand the matter. We never we should never have done things like that. But they they they're doing that. Okay, so this is、um, some comment from from a peer, so-called professional journalist in this country,、um, in their work of misleading people. All right, so that's that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So do I don't you, know how you, you think. You wanted to. Yeah. Actually, there are quite some、uh, comments here, and、uh, I saw Louis said. Oh, first of all,、uh, thank you, Daniel、uh, Sullivan. Thank、mm. you for your support, your donation. Thank you very much. Yeah, I really appreciate it. And、uh, Daniel said, "You guys are the best. Thank you for your brave reporting. I wish we could help citizens of China somehow. My heart is broken for them." Yeah, I really appreciate Daniel for your, you know, compassion and your kindness. So,、uh, and and by you know to really help them, I think one way for us as journalists、uh, have been doing is to really report what's going on there for. Um, our fellow Americans and the people around the world to know what's really going on in China and to really give them a voice that they couldn't have. All right. So and、uh, I saw Louis said that we we need to demand investigation into the leak and、um, have consequences for whoever did it. It was just an opinion. I think you know、uh, at least the GOPs in the Congress they are demanding the investigation. And、uh, I heard actually, you know, it's so interesting. It should be a very like a, only a few people, like the suspects,、mm -hmm. who leaked it. Yeah, it's actually not hard to catch the、right? leaker because it's such a small circles. Yeah, because yeah. I um I watched uh, what uh, uh, Senator Ted Cruz said.、Mm -hmm. He said,、uh, whoever can have access to the、uh, draft ruling, only the nine justices、mm -hmm. and their clerks. And、mm -hmm. each justice has four clerks,、mm -hmm. so total thirty-six clerks plus the nine justices.、Mm -hmm. But then you have a reasonable, you know, kind of、um, reasonably you can exclude the the five justices who vote for it, right? And also their、uh, the twenty of their clerks.、Mm -hmm. So you're left how many? Sixteen clerks. And、uh, you know, reasonably, you would not think the justice themselves would leak it. So only the sixteen people who could be the suspect and、uh, suspects, and the FBI, the DOJ, you know, has just not done anything yet. Yeah, but but but,、uh, Kathy, the justice they they could they could have leaked it. Well, that's、It's、what、possible. I'm just、uh, rephrasing、okay. what、uh, Senator Cruz、mm -hmm. said. He's giving them the benefit of the doubt. Okay, all right. Sure. So sixteen. You know, in the most sixteen plus four twenty people. No hard, no hard catch. Yeah, but、leaker. it's already been like one month, one week, not、yeah. over one over a week now. The, marsh, the marshal did not seems to have、uh, finished her job.、Yeah. It's the colonel, right? It's、mm -hmm. colonel, it's army colonel, who should be have all the training to catch such、uh, the, the leaker. 
yeah, yeah anyway. it's, it's unfortunate, I think, if we just, you know, if they would allow this continue to happen, mm -hmm. you know, with all the violence and uh, the intimidation to those uh, justices outside of their private homes. It's illegal and it won't set a good yeah. precedence. And, and one piece of news I want to let, let you know that uh, an organization, investigative organization um, called, uh, um, oh, Boy, the uh, Bellington, Bellingcat, Bellingcat, mm -hmm. the Cat, you remember uh, the, the, the Feeble? Uh, Bell the Cat, Belling, Bellingcat. Um, they announced that uh, one reporter of their, theirs got this uh, information from somebody who claimed who's the organization behind the arson. Uh, the arson of the uh, Wisconsin Family Protection. Okay. Okay. They said uh, the, the organization is called Jane the Revenge. Okay, you understand that? Jane, you know, Jane, Jane Roe, right? Mm -hmm. Jane Roe, Jane the Revenge. They, they said this is the first, this Wisconsin e event is only the flashpoint of their first move. Okay. They're going to do this nationwide. Okay, if those, uh, against those uh, anti-abortion and all, all the, the fake clinic, as they claim, if they don't stop, they're going to keep doing that. So, in the name of uh, safeguarding the rights of women, they are willing to you know, burn, building, and killing people, potentially. Right. Yeah, I think uh, you know they have learned learned from the like uh, cases like a George Floyd case mm -hmm. and the other cases that uh, you know what they have been doing. Yeah, works. I think they got away. It works. So that's I think that they are learning you know about this type of uh, lessons and uh, people you know will watch if the justices would have the strong spines, right? Uh, because. Um, we already know five of them, they, you know, where they are standing mm -hmm. on the case right now. Yep. All right, so with no further ado, we're going to just uh, move into our feature story of tonight, which is uh, actually, besides Kathy, uh, we also met with uh, Lily mm -hmm. at the CPAC, and we had, the, we had some very good chat, and, um, you know, which helped us learn about her even before this interview. That's right. So um, Lily uh, Tong Williams, as I said, if you missed it in the, from the beginning, today is her 34th anniversary coming to this country. And uh, she posted on the Facebook, you know, about saying that 34 years ago, I left communist China with $100 borrowed and arrived at Austin, Texas after suffering from tyranny, poverty, and uh, oppression. Wow, may I, may I insert? Because mm -hmm. that reminds me, I came to this country with a $252 in my pocket. Literally, okay. I didn't have any debt, but I only have $250. I came here, I went to graduate school, and then got my degree, find a job, and uh, you know, build my family, and uh, establish my work. In my life here, this is, this is what, uh, what the American give me. And like, likewise, I would say, give, give to Lily, right? Yeah. She, you know, another post, she said, I did not have much, and I was uh, skinny, and I have very few, just a few clothes and the books, and also over $1,200 in debt to my U.S. sponsor for air tickets and uh, graduate school fees. And he, she said that she could not speak English fluently, but she was determined to work hard to achieve her American dream. And now she's living in the American dream. She has a loving husband whom she met on the first day she arrived at Austin. 
and the three great kids and a business that allowed her to work from home. So now Lily is running for election to represent New Hampshire's second congressional district. Uh, which the Republican primary will, is scheduled and on the September 13th of this year. So interesting thing is that uh, uh, Lily was supposed to be on Tucker Carlson's show tonight, mm. although it was uh, you know rescheduled, so she will be on Tucker Carlson's show tomorrow, just as um, you know we, we will announce for her. So, but it's a very very interesting, very powerful interview. So I encourage you to stay with the, her story. So without further ado, let's go for the interview. Lily, welcome to our show. Well, thank you for having me today. You are one of the very few Chinese Americans of first generation starting to run for office. So why you decided to do that? Well, I did a run uh, in Colorado uh, before. But this is my first time run in New Hampshire as a Republican congressional candidate in the congressional district two. So we have two seats, two districts, and I'm running in city two. What triggered you to make the decision to run? I fear the country I love is becoming the country I left. I, I could not sleep well last two years. I saw the rise of authoritarianism, not just in the United States, but in Western countries. And through the pandemic, I saw the arbitrary division of societies that citizens just hate each other and so divided based on their race, their color, instead of judge people on their individual character. And I saw cancel culture is silencing people, dissident voices, I feel like I'm having a PTSD. I saw them all in Mao's Cultural Revolution, where I grew up from two years old until 12 years old when he died. I, I cannot be just sitting on the sideline. I need to tell my stories. I need to come out to defend my new country, defend American dream. Yeah, so tell us about it, because you were young when you were in the Cultural Revolution in China. How would the memory affect you, your later life here? Well, I, I did not know I was so brainwashed until actually I came to this country. When Mao died, after I chanted every day for like five years in government schools, long never chant my Mao, 10,000 years double 10,000 years with his uh, little red book. When he died, I was just so lost. Like, oh, he is a human. I thought he was God-like leader. I never asked questions. For the first time, I was 12 years old. I was asking questions inside of my own head to say, who lied to me? Who lied to my entire generation? and the entire Chinese um, population. So I start to question. And, uh, but I got a little bit brain left. I better self-censor, don't talk about it publicly. And I decided I'm going to study law. When I had the chance to go to college, I'm going to search for truth. So, you know, um, people don't understand. When you're born into China, into communist system, you, you you had no choices. You had no personal freedom. 
you were one of the masses, one of the numbers. My parents live in this uh, community courtyard, row house, and a family share one bathroom, one water faucet, and we were so hungry, live on food rationing coupons provided by Chinese government. And we're supposed to be grateful because we had some food to eat. Then we were brainwashed to say, Taiwanese people are starving to death, you know? And so, you know, the party control everything. So you don't know the truth. So I really appreciate when I went to university, at least in the 1980s, China was more relaxed and more opening up. We were having some discussions about what kind of country we wanted. And that's another story to wake up in college. Uh, and uh, so um, how do you think the right now in, in the United States, a lot of especially the young people and also some old people too, and uh, they just feel maybe, you know, socialism, just if you do it right, you work and uh, a lot of people support all that. So what do you think they are missing? Problem on the U.S. educational system, uh, if they really uh, teach uh, horrors of communism and socialism, our young people may think differently, but uh, See, that's another thing. I see similarities with uh, um, China. It's uh, all this indoctrination in our classrooms. And uh, you have so many young people actually worship socialism. They want communism because they bother into this uh, utopian ideology. I told them it will never come. Mao created the Communist Party of China and sold everybody the same thing, you know, and uh, Peasants will have land, intellectuals will have a freedom of speech and press. None of them happened. Once they took over China, during the land reform, Mao's policies, he killed too many landowners and took their land, you know, by the state power. But the peasants never had their own land. Instead, Mao said, well, let's have a people's communes. So now we can live in a utopian society, have people's commune, you, you, everybody has guaranteed a job, everybody can take whatever they need, but there's not enough food to eat. And, and so it did not work. And uh, during the mass famine of 1958 to 1961, estimated 40 million Chinese, lots of peasants, died of starvation. And then we were night to, I was night to, oh, three years natural disasters. I did not know the truth until I came to this country many years later by doing research and open up my mind for the truth. So lots of Chinese today still don't know that. They don't know how many people died because they were lied to. So what a horror story that is, right? And, uh, but the young people in this country, they don't know either. So it's like, uh, what is going on? People in China don't know because they don't have a free speech and free internet. And young people here don't know because they were indoctrinated by Marxist professors in colleges and paid by taxpayers. I feel like I have this calling. I need to come out effectively and publicly to speak up and to, to tell my stories and to tell people I come to America for freedom, for prosperity. I don't want to relive in another socialist country, a dictatorship country under tyranny. That's why I'm running. I want to defend our country and my American dream for my children.
what are the major signs of the socialism communism here? Equity. Social racial equity. That equity, equal outcome is a Marxist term. BLM organization founder said we are trained Marxists. And uh, university students want the government to provide free college, free health care, more and more free stuff. Think wonderful things that government can do for them. It sounds so familiar to me. And now you are facing also this censorship, cancel culture, and the critical race theory. DEI or 619 project. So what are they doing in this country? Divided citizens into oppressor versus oppressed. Then certain groups are under oppressor, certain groups are under oppressed. Why are they dividing all the citizens based on their gender, sex, skin color, racial, you know, background? We're all Americans. All men are pretty equal. That's what I believe. I'm living American dream, but they want me to believe because I'm a minority woman. I'm supposed to be victims of press in this country. And I cannot buy into that. I love this country. I feel like this is a really exceptional country because we have guaranteed constitutional rights as individuals and given to us by our creator, not by any government. Our natural rights existed before any government, before any laws. But our children believe that, oh, they want this kind of social justice movement. And because they feel sympathetic toward people who are disadvantaged. Well, let's have a conversation now about why the people of color cannot come out of poverty for years, especially you are trapped inside the blue cities and blue states. And they're Democrat ruling blue states. Why they cannot come out of poverty? We need to have a conversation about that. But they don't want to have a conversation. They want you to toe the eye, to say PC stuff. If somebody like Joe Rogan even just ask a questions for three hours, and uh, he can be racist, he should be canceled. I'm so scared for the country because the journalists today, so politicalized, Next, the media are repeating sometimes, even China's official talking point. And uh, I know the propaganda, the power of propaganda to lie to the public, and the lies become the truth if you just repeat it every day. They control the terms, they control the words. And uh, so all this stuff is going on in this country. I see it's uh, really familiar to me. If I see the writings on the wall, I just feel like I need to come out to call that out, to tell people, you know, what is the truth? And we don't want to go down that path and we need to be united. We don't want to be divided as Americans. Yeah, a lot of uh, Chinese Americans, they're starting to realize their values are more in line with the conservative side. So based on your uh, perspective or knowledge, why that happened? Like many of the Asian Chinese community uh, voters vote Democrats. Well, that I respect their people's choices, but before you belong to any party, before you even vote for anybody, you need to become open-minded 
to study, to do research. Don't be blind followers and don't buy into the main media rhetorics. I mean, especially if you still watch CCTV every day in America, then you know, and you can be also subject to that kind of propaganda. Um, we need to have conversations. I'm running for um, U.S. Congress as Republican. If any other Chinese running as Democrats, I like to sit down with them, have a debate, have a conversation to say why I believe Republican Party's platform and the policies are better for aging Americans because we value family, we value education, we like lower taxes, we like prosperity. Aging Americans have highest annual income than white. So we're very successful in this country. Even for me, right, I started with $100 in this country, almost 24 years old, could not speak English. I owe my professor $1,200. I'm a living American dream. I have three home businesses today. I pay off all my debts in first year when I come to this country. And by, you know, cooking and cleaning and stay with American family, healthy families, I feel extremely welcome in this country. And there, of course, no society is perfect. There are lots of issues we need to work with. But the only way we can solve our problems is by respect each other's opinions and sit down, have a conversation, have discussions, offer solutions. But right now, you cannot have that. It's just name-calling, division, hatred, divided people up and bite into rhetorics and medias and fear-mongering medias. Like, we desperately need more independent medias. But hey, we're independent, my dear. We can look for our source of information, choose from the internet. Come out of your mental block. You know, I don't care what party you belong to or you are unfairly independent. But this is our country now. So what I say to people as immigrants, we come here for freedom, for prosperity. And this is our country. If we lose America, America become the country we left, where would you go, right? And we have kids here, they're gonna have kids here. So it's time to be educated, not misinformed, time to do your own research, time to care, to make voices to be heard. I made lots of uh, new Chinese friends here. Uh, it's very encouraging. They are activated and they are waking up and uh, it's a good sign so i'm glad to see that okay, so how do you think uh, the people like you you know with the uh, chinese communist uh, background when you grow up and uh, coming to this country realize value the what is offered uh, especially in this time of the history the direction is going what do you think the role of uh, chinese americans can play well i do have uh, some chinese friends who are joining me to speak up and speak out, getting interviews. Um, because as a Chinese immigrant, my generation survived Mao's Cultural Revolution and left China for a free country, America. We know, we know better what is the truth. We recognize the tactics of communists. We recognize Marxist terms. We recognize government tactics. We need to just uh, speak up because we cannot keep our head in the sand to say everything will be over. I don't want to take chances. I don't want to be canceled. And I don't want to be scared. I still want to go back to China. I still want to do business with China, whatever that is. But the way now inside our heart, this is not right. 
It's like uh, American people might not know, right? They never left without freedom before. We know better. When you see your neighbor's house on fire, you see it. Your neighbors don't know. You're supposed to inform your neighbor to say, hey, your house is on fire. You know, danger, warning, and put off the fire, right? That's how I feel. Immigrants like us, we know how horrible this past can lead us to. And it's time for us to come out, tell our stories. If you can't tell right now, I understand why you can support somebody like me running for U.S. Congress, getting national interviews, and to warn people to say, you know, what kind of country we want is exceptional America. It's uh, our American dream. And we just don't want to lose that to the, the communists and Marxists take over of this country, then the world will be a very dark place without a free America. Yeah, as you mentioned, you know, some people, especially with the relationship in China, they're afraid or they don't want to lose the uh, economic financial benefits by associating with China. So what's your take on that? Well, sometimes in life, you need the courage to speak the truth to the powers. And I understand lots of people just want to focus on family, raise children, make good money, have a comfortable life. But that's not a guarantee if we lose a free country. You know, the colors of communists, when they take over, you're going to lose everything anyway. Everybody will be equally poor, equally enslaved. They do not respect private property. They do not respect nuclear families and parental rights. So you kids are being discriminated right now in the United States of America because they're having a wrong skin color, wrong race. It is time for people who value education now come out to say, what's going on in my local schools? Why are my kids being demonized? Why are they calling masses racist? And the very hardworking aging students who are being discriminated in the enrollment process by Harvard, by Yale, but the Biden's DOJ dropped lawsuit against Yale, and there are lots of parents are still suing. So there are lots of things going on. They talk about equity, and you agents are too good, and too excellent. Do you know Mouse Culture Revolution also cancel excellence? They cancel science. They cancel artists. Get rid of four olds. So Zhang Tiesen, who turned over a blank, like a test paper. Oh, good, a hero, you know? Yeah, go ahead and feel academically. Then you are more red. This is all upside down. Communism is a foreign ideology adopted by Communist Party from Karl Marx. And 70 years later, after founding of China, you see Chinese society today, 24-hour surveillance, police state. Nobody can speak up. Citizen journalists like you go straight to jail or dying in jail. And uh, other religious figures who are not PC can disappear. Cultural genocide in Xinjiang, in Tibet, and Falun Gong practitioners were demonized. Organ harvesting. There are so many things are available. But lots of Chinese Americans in this country, they don't know. They have not opened their mind.
to do research on their own. I don't know where they got their source of information. So I always encourage them, try different source of information, trying to search for truth. The truth shall set you free. Then you can get activated as American citizens in this country to fight for freedom here. Yeah, so talking about that, how do you see the, the influence and the infiltration of the Chinese Communist Party here in the United States to kind of uh, contribute to the situation now? It's unbelievable. Americans have been so naive. They thought if China joined WTO, maybe China will be advanced into a democratic country. It's not happening. China is going backwards under the new regime. And uh, but we let them come here. Confucius Institute is here. United Front Department work is here. 1,000 recruiting talents projects here. And the US elected politicians are friendly with the Beijing regime. And some are making lots of money from business deals. And our war corporations sports teams who want to have access to China, 1.4 billion Chinese market. And they were just a turn black eye to China's human rights abuses. Except, you know, Ernest Kender Freedom and the World Tennis Association. They have guts to say, we cannot put up with that. We are better than that. We got to put the human rights above profits. Because guess what? Do you want to live in a world where Chinese Communist Party is a bully to everybody who can make anybody disappear. If you are feminist in this country, where is the Peng Shui? Peng Shui come out, you know, of course she's not afraid. She even wanted to take back her accusations of the high level official raped her. And how about the Uyghurs who are in concentration camps? And the China's social credit system China's zero COVID policies will lock you in home. Entire city of 30 million people in Xi'an were under lockdowns without even adequate food. And we just saw what happened during the Winter Olympics. You know, that when people were inside the bubbles were not allowed to go outside, interview regular citizens to see what their life is like. I think lots of Americans really don't understand China. China is a very complicated country and the Chinese government's propaganda is everywhere in the world, who make them look glorious. They infiltrate into our schools through Confucius Institute for the past 15 something years, our churches, our media, and give money to our universities and, and send the scholars to their universities. It is time now for people to ask questions, to be aware the China threat. You know, China is the second largest economy 18 trillion dollars GDP. Russia is less than two trillion. I talk about medium, I talk about Russia, Russia every day. Do they call out China? No. Do they call out the politicians who have business deals in China? No, there's no transparency. Hunter Biden, big guy, 10%. They do not, they did not even report those, you know, during election year. But as a citizens, we have the freedom here. We have the right to know the truth. If the major media don't tell them, they should turn to you. Alternative, I mean, you, all you are doing alternative media. And you Mandarin Chinese too. So why not to educate yourself?
And when you are free, and you should have a free mind. So this is a critical year now for people to ask questions and to free themselves from all their propaganda. So Lily, when you are on the campaign trail and you tell your story, you know, like this to Americans, fellow Americans, how do they take it? Do you they think all, they realize? Well, most time I get invited by Republicans, Libertarians, and the Conservatives. I want to be invited by Democrats too, but I haven't got any invitation yet. I want to go on their shoes. Bill Maher, hey, and uh, you know, even ABC, CBS, NPR, I'm open to talk to everybody, you know, because I think people need to know the truth. And uh, the people cannot put me in the box because I'm not really that partisan. I just want to tell my personal stories. And I think most of American people are wonderful people. I have goodness in their heart. They want to have the best for their families, for themselves and for the country. It's just we, we need to tone down those uh, major media rhetorics about division, about fighting each other, you know, and demonize each other. And, uh, and the most conservatives, uh, um, I mean, they invite me to go speak. And sometimes I go to college campuses. It's just they don't know. They were shocked. They were in like a terrified. And I have students who are terrified to say, I feel so much more appreciative of my country, of my freedom here. I need to fight for my freedom here. Don't lose it. Once you lose it, it's gone forever. So people respond so positively. And I'm, a, I, 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 I'm open to go everywhere. And that's my mission. And that's my calling. I'm not sure about uh, in New Hampshire how many Asian or Chinese Americans uh, run for Congress. But the Lexi Media shouldn't they be interested in your, you know, as a candidate at least? I hope so. I just announced my candidacy over a month ago, and I did get a local. The only one TV station we only have one, and WMUR and the political director did interview me. I'm gonna go back have second interview. And I have people publish my stories and interview me by radio and, and by like a studio session. So I think the people are still um, taking their time to discover my campaign. I'm, I'm a, uh, I, I feel very welcome in New Hampshire. Aging, I'm the chair of Aging American Coalition in New Hampshire. We have Vietnamese, Koreans, Japanese, Filipinos, Indians, Americans. And they all want to get involved. And at least we can help each other to voice for ourselves. And, and uh, you know, they're concerned about um, inflation, education, violence against the agents, indoctrination, and discrimination. All those issues are not partisan. You know, so we want to get people involved, motivated, and to say this is our new state, our new country. and. We want to speak for ourselves. We don't want the radical left speak for us. And, and uh, so we have a, a public page actually called New Hampshire Aging American Coalition. We are the 3% second largest minority group in New Hampshire, just a little bit short of Hispanics. But if you can organize at the local level effectively, I think that's the best way because nobody is going to come to save, save you locally. You have to save yourselves. If you want to 
have control in your kids' education. Don't you think you should get the, to go to the school board meetings, find out who is making those policies, and who is going to shut down your school next time, and make your children wear masks forever, eight hours day, seven hours day? All those are local board decisions. So it's time to get, uh, you know, involved. Either homeschool them, or send them to a charity school, have a school choice, or you're gonna get involved, run for school board, and go to the meetings and voice for yourself. There's a training session everywhere for you to see how you can go there, learn to speak in English, two, three, five minutes. Don't worry about, oh, this is my first time, I don't know how to do it. And I have a Chinese YouTube channel called Hua Ren Chinese. I will try my best to also um, talk in Mandarin to teach our um, Chinese Americans how to go to testify, write the emails, join those meetings, and run for local office. I feel like uh, I, I, I will be very glad to do that. So um, was it hard for you to make all these uh, steps? I feel like it's my cause and uh, I get threatened and people trying to discredit me. I was called a right wing radical <laughs> and uh, it's okay. And people who call me those bad names, they really don't know me. And uh, so it's that sad. In America, you can be loving freedom, love American dream, you're called a right wing radical. But if you're left radical, like Karl Marx, like Mao, and uh, you are social justice warriors, and and you are okay because you are woke. I think lots of young people are miseducated, and it is hard sometimes. I feel passionate about save America, and I want to give back to America. As I said, I could just enjoy my business, my 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 family and traveling around keep my head down and have all the time in my hands to travel to enjoy the sense i'm supposed to enjoy but i have a higher calling right now i cannot say no i cannot be silenced because if i don't come up to do this who i'm going to waiting for somebody else to do it there is always somebody got to do it first. And I feel the calling is my mission, it's my passion, liberty, freedom is my North Star. I just cannot imagine if I lose this country, what kind of country my children will be living under? I don't want what happened to me in China ever happen to my children or your children in this country. So I'm not afraid and I encourage everybody to have the courage to get involved and speak up. Join me. Yeah, so some people just feel very frustrated and even maybe hopeless. And so how, are, how do you feel about America's future? Well, I understand people feel hopeless and uh, they feel afraid. But sometimes, if you give up, then worse outcome will come. Then we will lose America. So there are certain times in history always calling for incredible courage. Each individual can make difference. I do believe that. 
Remember, we are the majority. We are the silent majority. If we keep quiet, the radical left, the Marxist, will take over America. We'll redistribute wealth. We'll make you children belong to the state. We'll enslave all of us. So I always suggest to people, you can do things quietly if you're afraid. Talk to your neighbors one to one. And there are lots of people who are not political. Tell them a little bit truth, what you know, and keep them close and respect each other. Be kind to each other. And uh, only when the majority of people wake up, activated, there's nothing we cannot accomplish. We can't stop. We can't stop tyranny at any time. Now, from now on uh, to the future, if we just uh, wake up and activate ourselves and push back and resist, because I hate tyranny. I don't want to live under any tyranny. I'm an individual with natural rights, God-given rights. So, but I do ask people to do things in your timing, in your way, but we cannot wait anymore. This is a critical time for our country. Any other things you would like our audience to know? I'm on social media, Lily for Congress on Facebook, Lily for Liberty on Twitter. I have my Chinese YouTube, Huaren Chinese, English channel, uh, Lily Tang Williams, and Instagram. Please follow me. And you can share my stories, share my videos, and, and to educate the public or your neighbors, your friends and families. And, and uh, so just please follow me. And uh, I would really appreciate everybody donate 10 bucks, 20 bucks, and thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Lily. Thank you for having me. Yeah. All right. So that's Lily Tong Williams. How do you think? How do you like her interview? I saw, uh, you know, quite some um, uh, comments here, and a lot of, of our folks uh, uh, like her. And um, so, yeah, I think Lily really spoke for a lot of the Chinese, uh, China-born immigrants here. And when they saw what's happening in this country, you know, many of them just felt, you know, have, have an urgency just like what Lily expressed. So it's, um, you know, I think that's a very powerful interview. And um, it's, it's good to stop here. Uh, actually, want to let you know that uh, um, Wei has to leave, so he won't be here with uh, a, a conclusion here. But, uh, you know, for Wei, I will tell a joke. How about that? So it's actually about cultural revolution. And remember, in Lily's uh, interview, she referred to the color red. And I make a note because a lot of uh, folks here, we in the political arena, we always feel know what we know is red represents republic and GOP, right? Well, in China, it's not. So the red actually represents the Chinese Communist Party. So that's. That's not a joke. That's a fact, which would like you to know about it. So, during the Cultural Revolution, also we, you know, this relates to Russia. Okay, Russia and America. So this joke actually relates to that. 
During the Cultural Revolution, all the middle school in China stopped offering classes in Russian. Why is that? You know, since the Chinese Communist Party took over uh, China, they started to teach uh, Russian as a second language, foreign language. And then in the, during the Cultural Revolution, they stopped that because the Chinese Communist Party at that time saying we are opposition to the Soviet revisionism. Revisionism. They called Soviet at that time revisionism. Okay, they had an infight with the Soviet Union. And then what they replaced was English. They starting to teach English. Okay, they actually showing good suggestion, uh, a good uh, gesture uh, to United States. Then all of a sudden, the country became notably short of English teachers. One school had to select someone with little English to teach the language. As it turned out, one day in the class, this teacher misspelled the word sun, uh, sun, okay, sun, right, in the sky, sun, as sun, okay, daughter in the sun, the daughter. So right then and there, a student pointed out the teacher's mistake. As a result, the teacher was publicly accused of have uh, was publicly accused. Why? And uh, his um, his uh, mistake is um, having viciously belittled our great leader Mao Zedong, Chairman Mao, who is redder than the sun. Okay, and then he was dismissed from the school. So that's the joke. Why? And uh, in Cultural Revolution, in for Chinese people, under Chinese Communist Party, Mao Zedong, Chairman Mao, was uh, likened to the red sun, okay, especially during the revolution, the Cultural Revolution. So that's, it, it really could be happening, right? But, you know, now we tell as a joke. So that's the um, political correctness in during the Cultural Revolution. And uh, I think that's something to ponder over as well. All right. So that's all for today. And uh, really appreciate again, Daniel, for your support. And uh, really appreciate everyone you being with us tonight. So take care. Have a great uh, night. And see you on Friday. Bye-bye.